On this Feast of the Holy Trinity, we'll read one of the most known passages uh, in the Gospel, John 3.16. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Maybe in other contexts you may not notice what a strong Trinitarian reference this passage has, but in fact, God the Father is saying that He has so loved the world that He gave Christ, His only Son, to redeem us. Uh, you know, the giving of the Son is ultimately accomplished in the cross, in the fact that He gave His life on the cross, but also just the fact that Jesus was sent from the Father to, to proclaim the message of salvation and to offer His life for us. The Incarnation itself is, is the Father giving the Son uh, times to relate to this, I can imagine that you know there is someone I trust very much, or someone a good friend, or someone in my family that uh, I may send to accomplish a certain mission, or I may send into a difficult situation. Uh, and what a surrender that is, you know. You might say when you love that person very much, you may say, you know, I want to go. I don't want to send anyone because it's a dangerous place to go. Well, that's the kind of surrender the Father did. It was a like a you know in a sense a costly surrender but a surrender of love. Um, now, the interesting thing with having the Trinity in mind is that, you know, in saving us, it's as if, some theologians put, put it this way, it's as if God has kind of stretched the distance between the, per the divine persons so as to invite us in, right? As if the Father has sent the Son further out uh, to reach us where we're at. And in that, you know, sort of stretching the distance, so to say, between the divine persons, invite us, made us, made room for us. What God does in, in sending His Son to us is He opens His heart to us. He manifests to us the kind of God He is and how much He loves us. And so invites us to enter into this deeper communion with Him. Something that um, you know emerges from both this Gospel and the first reading is that um, in the face of sin, so in the face of human rebellion, what God does is the opposite of what we see normally, you know, in human interactions. When someone is offended or someone is, you know, mistreated in a, in a, in a place, what you usually see as a reaction is that just people go away. They don't talk to each other anymore. But God does the opposite thing. In the face of the offense, He raises the bar or He, he redoubles the stakes in, in a way. Uh, instead of growing colder, He creates a deeper bond with us by sending us His Son. He kind of establishes the conditions for an even deeper connection. He, he'll say, I'll, I'll establish a new covenant, a more perfect covenant. Um, so, um, and that invitation for us is like to enter into the community. Uh, he's inviting us to enter into a family, so to say. You know, it's improper to call God a family, but it's a sort of enter into this communion of persons that is the Trinity. You know, that's what it means to enter in, in eternal life, into communion um, with God. Well, then, the intention of that um, redoubling the stakes and, and, and raising the bar, you know, he, God invites us to this greater communion with Him, implies two things. Number one is that we need to be transformed. To accept Christ, uh, we need to walk in the light. And obviously this might be beyond the lines here in the Gospel, but it's something that you see all across the Gospel of John. If you want to enter into communion with Christ, you need to repent and you need to 
be enlightened by Him. You know, abandon, lay down your arms, so to say, and uh, turn it from a rebel into a, a child of God. Uh, it's also possible that you know some people may choose to reject that offer. God is offering this great friendship, this this greater friendship and communion with Him, so that we may come into His house. But it's also possible that in the face of that offer, people some people may reject that and and turn away and therefore be condemned. Uh, and the condemnation here is, as the Gospel says, not because um, um, that's the reason why Jesus came. He didn't come to, con to condemn. He came to offer salvation. But, you know, when, when a greater gift is offered and someone rejects it, it's like an even a greater offense, you know. Um, so that's sort of as one of the paradoxes or the indirect consequences of God offering more um, something to meditate on this whole scene, this whole picture of, the, of how salvation uh, works uh, in the light of the Trinity is beautiful to just to meditate and think about. But something you may also consider in a more moral, spiritual sense for yourself is, you know, what needs to be readjusted and changed in me so that I can enter uh, that communion into communion with the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Or other way to phrase this question is, you know, what looks very different in the in the kind of relationships I see between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and my own interactions, my own outlook, my own you know attitudes before other people. So therefore, how do I need to adjust um, the my my outlook, my attitude, so that I can become a child of God and and enter into that life of communion with God.